Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, where you'll get actionable ideas to survive the pandemic and economic downturn and take your career to the next level when it's over. Here's our co-hosts, Fleur Hull and Kim Korolevich. Hi, Kim. Hey, Fleur. How are you going? Great, great. I'm uh, looking forward to tapping into your amazing brain again today as part of our series on business launching and the process for that. So we've gone through already uh, how to assess whether you're the right person to, to start a business. And today we're talking about preparing and, and planning for business launch. So the whole process of business planning, why that's important, what it involves, and some of the tools that uh, listeners can use to start their business planning process and the pitfalls to avoid. So let's get to it. Okay, lovely. You've had so much great experience in this area. I'd love to hear your take on why it's important to prepare a business plan. What what does what do you get out of it and, and what are the advantages of of you know setting up a business plan before you, you dive right into your business idea? Um, well, I mean, it just enables you to get it down on paper for a start and you know, you start to sort of name different aspects of what's going on in your business, you know, to test the feasibility of those ideas, um, to think about the, the the dollars, money side of things, where's the money coming from, you know, what kind of investment may you need, you know, what kind of money you're hoping to make, how's that going to work. Um, it also keeps you on track, you know, to um, continue with that business. Um, and it's to give you that success. And I think one of the good things about a business plan up front, and, I mean, you can just go and Google business plans, right, and you can get templates. But one of the things, you know, it starts to talk to you a bit more about vision, mission, objectives because it's that thing, I think, the vision, mission, objectives of the business are really important for you, your team, particularly if you've got a team. My God, you know, you really need to keep yourself on track. We're steering the ship in this direction for these reasons and this is where we want to get to. So that's what a business plan is actually really good for. And, you know, they're the kind of statements that, you know, you blow up in huge fonts and have stuck around the office. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? What's the mission? You know, Uh, yeah. So that's the kind of really good part about business planning really enables you to sort of get those thoughts floating around your head down, answer a whole lot of questions and stay on point. And, you know, I think we've spoken about before, it's like a, that almost like that guide to operation. Here we go, guys, let's head this way. So, yeah, that would be my, my take on a really good hit at a business plan first up. Yeah, good idea. A great set of, <laughs> yeah. yeah, great set of ideas there. I guess yeah. just... Just stepping back a little bit wider from the business plan itself because it it sort of becomes part of your pre-launch to-do list, doesn't it? There's a whole series of things, um, again, that, you know, anyone can, I guess, get on Google and, and find out in terms of what you need to do before you launch your business and business, create the business plan is, is one of those steps. Can you... Give us an idea of the sorts of other things. I mean, there's your business name, getting that and your domain name and um, testing your business idea, which we've talked about um, 
before and, and will uh, in more depth in this episode. What, what else is involved in, I guess, that pre-launch process? Um, look, I think it's funny, you know, you just mentioned the business idea and domains and stuff like that. But that's, that's, a, that's a good one because, you know, again, people get really attached to a business name and, you know, look, leap ahead and get sort of marketing collateral made up or something and it's already gone. Like that name's taken. You can't have it, right? So you can't do that. Um, so you really do have to think about those things, whether it's up front or at the end where the business name may not be the most important thing to you and that can sometimes come up organically as well. But you definitely need to have that ready for launch. Um, the business structure is really important. Again, if you're going into this with other people, are you a sole trader? Are you like partnerships? What, what are you going to do? You know, have you got a trading as? All of those kind of things become important um, for you to consider. Um, again, what kind of business are you operating and can you legally do it? <laughs> That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, for example, I, I just a quick note, I worked on business planning and business assessment for um, people wanting to come to Australia to migrate to Australia to start businesses and there are some fantastic business plans, fantastic in tourism, stuff like that. I do recall one um, and I'm sure I can say this, it was, you know, like wanting to do whale watching and all that kind of out on the beautiful, you know, coastal seas and all that kind of business. So, yeah, fantastic. Everything's stacked up. But when I sort of said, have you found out about getting a licence to do this? Can you get a licence? They were like, oh, yeah, you know, I've looked it up. You can apply to get them. But the thing is I think they only give away about 10 licences a year and those licensees never, never, ever give up those licences. So even though the information on how to get a licence is available, and, yes, you can apply for a licence, your chances of getting them are pretty much zero. So there's little details like that. So there's not one detail in pre-launch that you should probably overlook or make an assumption about. Mm -hmm. um, that one in particular was a big one. Um, building your team and making sure your team know what to do. Now, the other thing is managing, ensuring you've got systems in place to manage for risk and issues and problems, right? Mm. I've seen it again, like in, a, in like in the fashion industry where someone's had an amazing uptake of interest internationally on a product that they'd made and developed, um, amazing, but they actually didn't have the systems in place to fulfil orders. <laughs> so mm. while their launch went fantastically, they had all this interest they kind of almost decimated their business before they'd started by actually not having a plan in place to fulfil orders and manage those expectations. So um, those sorts of things. And, and, you know, it's about pre-launch, what do you want to achieve in the short, medium and long term as well? Like, you know, you don't have to change the world in a day. So be mindful of that kind of stuff. And also be mindful, again, I think I've mentioned this before, about cash flow. Uh, keep an eye on cash flow, making sure you know where all your money is or where, where all your money is coming from as well. Um, those sorts of things are so important. But also, yeah, mission objectives are and um, 
Yeah, crossing all the T's, dotting all the Just dropped out, Kim. Sorry, could you just say yeah. the just talk again from the cash flow bit through into mission and vision? You just went. Um, oh, yep. Yeah. Sure. Just go again. Yeah. Someone, someone rode a horse past my house. Oh. I'm looking. Oh, I don't know if that interrupted my Wi-Fi. It probably did. Yeah. <laughs> um, <That's> so cool. <laughs> Where I live, yeah, don't ride a horse past my house. Um, so um, cash flow, again, your finances, it's great to have money in the bank, but you really need to have a good sense of like financial planning and business. Um, and by that I mean money in, money out, cost of goods sold. You have to know why you're selling that service or product for that price. Can you afford to sell it for that price? Um, and making sure you've got money coming in and going out when you need it to be coming in and going out. So the cash flow management is essential. Um, you can have a boom straight up. That's fantastic. A lot of money in, but don't go spending it all at once because you will have bills down the line. But, you know, making sure you understand finances and your financial obligations in terms of, you know, um, GST or whatever else it is that you need to be managing as well because those things sneak up on you really quickly. Be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. Mm, excellent advice there. Mm -hmm. One of the things that um, I encounter amongst prospective entrepreneurs that I'm speaking with is that they have a lot of ideas for businesses. Mm. And um, we, yeah, we've got another episode coming along really about the, the market assessment itself, how to really test the feasibility of your idea, um, but have you got some basic advice for the, the people who say they've, they've done the market testing and they've got two or three ideas that they want to pursue? Um, I guess for some people there's, there's the potential that they've got the space in their lives to pursue more than one idea, but conventional wisdom says that you normally need to, to have some sort of focus in order to really achieve good results. Have you got some, some just first pass, I guess, criteria that, that you would help someone to use to, to help them think about which idea to pursue? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the first thing is why are you pursuing that idea? Is it a side hustle? Is it to change the world? Is it, you know, so you don't have to get a job? Um, and then that will sort of focus you in on is it about, you know, generating the revenue? So then you'd sort of be looking at which idea has got the best opportunity for generating revenue, et cetera. Um, and, again, in the sort of short, medium and long term. Um, apart from that, like for me, depending on where I am financially, you know, that definitely that, that passion and that love that you just, you know, you're excited to work on it. Like you just want to, you just like you've got three ideas. One may make you a lot of money, one you just love to death and one's kind of just kind of a little bit more mainstream and not really you but you think it, it sounds like it's going to be a good idea. Well, you know, which one do you choose? Well, again, it depends on why you're creating the business in the first place. Um, at the moment, for example, I'm working on something that I don't think I'm going to become a millionaire over. But it's so much damn fun doing it and it's not costing me a lot of money. It may generate some income um, but I'm enjoying it. It's fun and I'm learning a lot. So I've always found that 
whatever I've had, like a lot of businesses don't work, like they don't, but, you know, God, you just learn so much from doing it. So I definitely think it depends on what you want to get out of that business um, and it, and if you've got the time to commit to it. You know, some some things just eat up your time. Some are like a really quick, you know, little side hustle and it's a good time. So I think you just have to work out you know, like most things in life, why are you doing this? Why, why do you want to go down that road in the first place? So ask yourself a lot of those sort of questions. Um, you know, yeah, again, if, you, if you've done the assessment and you, you think these are good, you know, valid ideas, viable options, and you think there's a market, there's customers for them, well, ama- you know, amazing, how amazing is that, that you're in that position? Um, so, yeah, it just comes down to you know, what you actually really need to achieve out of that. Is it to learn? Is it to make money? Is it because you just, you know, you just, you've got the time to put into a passion project that may organically grow into something else. So, you know, they're they're the sort of things that I'd be thinking about and which I do think about when I'm looking at what I'm putting my time into because time is everything, right? Like you got to put time into it. Yeah, great, great ideas there. Thank you. Um, Now I guess something a bit meatier. Uh, thinking about the tools that are available, that the how-to, I guess, of, of business planning, um, because there's different theories on how to go about this. And, and again, I guess it comes back to which or what your goals are to begin with, with mm-hmm. the business idea, and, and also potentially which sort of business that you're thinking about. But I'd love for you to reflect on the sorts of tools that you deployed working with um, prospective entrepreneurs in in your previous roles and and your advisory uh, these days as well to prospective entrepreneurs. What what are your top tools that entrepreneurs can can use to to prepare their business plan and get a sense of where they're headed? Yeah, I look number one for me is always like a lean canvas or a business canvas, but I would just say lean canvas to begin with because. Um, you're literally able to look at um, you know, your whole kind of almost like your business plan in in one go. Like what you're looking at first up is like as they they term in the, you know in this sort of world that uses lean canvas, the problem and solution. You know what's the problem? What's the solution? Who's the customer? What's unique about this? Um, you know, what's the unfair advantage that my business will have over other ones? Um, what are the revenue streams? So literally you sort of do these out for a lean canvas on a, you know, big page, like A3 or bigger. Yes. You pin them up on walls and then, you know, you, you and your team or you by yourself, you know, you start to ask yourself these questions um, and you can write on them or use post-it notes, but it really starts to give you, a really strong sense of um, particularly that problem-solution thing. I mean, I know those words sound a bit, you know, always sounded really serious when I first started using them, a problem-solution, you know. Mm. Why should I be selling strawberry ice cream? You know, what's the problem I'm solving there? <laughs> but, um, you know, it really does get down to it and, you know, you can list out more than one problem and solution. That's fine. So it's a really awesome kind of brain dump process and you will always get really kind of surprised by what comes out of that Um, but definitely I highly recommend a lean canvas and as I talk about it I mentally 
putting myself through the lean canvas as I think about the sort of the business I'm sort of playing with at the moment to make sure that I've really, really given myself, you know, a, a really good um, a really good assessment and analysis. And one of the one thing that I think is really um, really important in it in a business canvas, and it's you know, it's it's one of the little quadrants that you look at. And it's but the four, um, four sections are there. Just just clarify yeah. for us because it is a reasonably new new entrant, I guess, in this space, isn't it? I mean, look, it's probably yeah. 10, 15 years old, but in terms of sort of classic business planning, yeah. there was always the yeah. analysis, wasn't there? The strengths, yeah, yeah, weaknesses, yeah. opportunities yeah. and threats, which is validity, right? But um, I think it's a really good tool still is SWAT. Um, I think, you know, probably the SWOT before you do a lean canvas would be, you know, what you, you're going to do. Um, but I think, yeah, the lean canvas has about, what is it? Oh, God, I don't know, two, about nine, nine sections on this one page. Yes. And and you literally just look at it, you know, different proponents of using a lean canvas will tell you to start at different points. Um, but you can definitely find a way in like I would always start with the problem and solution so that's going to a really big you know big space right there like what's the problem that this particular market has you know if you think about um I don't know just trying to think about you know something like Pinterest right if they ever had done a lean canvas they may have done it you know what's the problem oh well people have got no way to create mood boards online of images that they find all over the internet and share them with people right that didn't exist maybe there was another problem in that area and then they would have started to think about what are the solutions and they would have gone through a whole lot of maybe you know ideas again testing them going and talking to people about things just to find out what that solution actually could be um and then you, you'd also very much strongly starting to look at your customer segments in there. Well, who are these people that we're talking about now? Who are they? And are there early adopters in that space? Um, what's unique? So you've got a unique value proposition about your business compared to everybody else, right? Why your business and not someone else? Mm. But one of the really cool ones that I love is the unfair advantage, Right. And that's something that can't be easily replicated, copied. And we have spoken about this um, previously and you did ask me a question about is it important to have industry experience um, for a business that you might be able to create, you might be creating, right? And, and this is where that unfair advantage can pop in, you know, like why would I buy a product or service from someone that's never worked in the field of oh, I don't know, perfume making mm. versus someone that worked in Paris for uh, Givenchy, right? Mm. Boom, unfair advantage right there. <laughs> like it's mm. you, cannot, you cannot copy or replicate that kind of thing. So um, unfair advantage in your business, you know, what is it? I mean, you could be competitive and you may give better customer service and maybe your prices are low and blah, 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 but what is it that no one else has got that you've got? You know, it, it's a really great process. I love Lean Canvas. Um, there's business canvases. You know what? There's so many canvases. Is it a canvas or a can buy? I don't know. Um, out there now and processes you can use. But definitely, I think, doesn't matter what stage you're at, 
download or create the lean canvas and do it. And you know what? As your business goes through the different stages of development, um, that canvas may shift and change a little bit. When you go, I've got these customers that we didn't even know that was a segment. Well, boom, that goes onto your canvas and that may shift another element, right? That may shift a different way of the channels that you communicate with them. All of a sudden you've got millennials as a customer. I never had those before. Boom, well, what channels are you going to use now to reach them? Well, they're going to be very different to the Gen Xs or the grey nomads or the baby boomers or whoever they are, right? So, yeah, it, it constantly, it's quite a fluid process, which I really enjoy as well. But it doesn't mean that, you know, your, your, your mission and objectives have gone off track either. You know, you're always on the same mission and objectives. So it's a great tool and one I could talk about for hours. And I could whiteboard it and we could film it or something. <laughs> that would be fun. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Maybe I'm just we'll do like, that. I've got a whiteboard marker in my hand, you know, just going, what can I write on? Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I, I, in terms of the business part, I know in terms of your, you know, your experience in marketing, there's all these sorts of tools and stuff that you do when you're going down that road. But I'm still a fan of a SWOT. Nothing wrong with doing a SWOT. I think that's a fantastic process. Um, Lean canvas, amazing. And then at some point when you start to bring in this idea of, you know, design thinking or whatever it's been called now where you actually have something, um, a product or service, and then you start to test it with customers, they give you feedback, you sort of iterate it, it changes a little bit. You know, it becomes what people want. Um, That's in terms of the product or service, but your business canvas or your lean canvas is such a wonderful snapshot it's visual it's on the wall like your team can go and look at it you know you can talk about your business and be pointing to it it's not this sort of document that is saved in a file directory somewhere or a hard copy that's on a table like this is a very visual dynamic tool um, which is fantastic to use and that would be um, in terms of a lot of tools that are available um, I would just say just just do that one. Not just that one, but you have to do that one. <laughs> Make right. sure you do that one. Right. Make sure do it. Yep. Yep. Before we yep. wind up, Before I'd wind up. love to hear about, um, you know, from your experience, what are some of the pitfalls, I guess, or the mistakes that entrepreneurs can make when they're, undertaking business planning what do they what do you need to look out for as potential little landmines along the way um I guess not responding to look there's a lot of things but right I reckon not responding to what your customers are telling you (laughs) would be a huge one um in your business planning you know, early on and, and during the process, I think that's really important. Um, I think, you know, look, it's it's also one of those things where, I don't know, people think they're going to be a millionaire overnight or the next Steve Jobs or the next Facebook or whatever, but, you know, like a lot of things, they, they do take time. Um, so, you know, having these, oh, you know, you, you actually see it quite a lot on, you know, um, Dragon's Den and, whatever that other one's called, where the valuation of their business is just really unrealistic and it's based on these 
projections of income in the future and, and what that may mean for the actual equity of the business. And it's, it's just, you just think, we're, we, you haven't sold anything. How do you <laughs> this? It's quite amazing. So I think you just have to be quite, um, oh, look, be positive and optimistic, but, you know, be pragmatic and realistic as well. I mean, you know, don't, don't um, go crazy, but also have, have some good goals. That's what I think. Not having goals, you know, not measurable goals. You know, it's like, guess what? We need to say, sell five of the this product or service today. You know, every day if we sell five, we're on track. Like kind of break it down to something that's easy to understand and easy to be excited about as well. I think, you know, it's kind of like this kind of, God, hit the go button and let it go sort of thing. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. But also I think I mentioned earlier an example of someone that had a lot of interest in this fashion business but they just didn't have a process in play to fulfil orders. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, this, you know, over-promising <laughs> um, and not managing those expectations can actually be really damaging very early on, you know, very, very early on. Um, and, again, not really understanding who your target market is. I mean, you may really want your market to be, I don't know, mothers with kids in the age range of 10 to 15, and you may keep going to that market that they just don't want you. So be willing to, you know, be willing to shift and move, like be flexible. You know, you're kind of at the you're kind of at the will of the market, you know, you've got to like roll with that. Um, so make sure you're not too, you know, insistent on this is what it is and this is how it's going to be. You have to be flexible. Um, and, and you know, like we talked earlier about a SWOT, right, so if you know what your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats are, well, you know, make sure you've got a plan in place particularly for the threats, you know, um, don't, don't, you know, have a good risk plan in place when things go wrong. I mean, I've, again, I've heard about people getting shipments of stuff from overseas, you know, coming in and it's, you know, it's either held up in customs for three months or like COVID, it's just not coming, right? You just don't get the product or it's not what you ordered or it's imperfect or, you know, like, you know, or they just took the money and then you never got the product. Like, you know, what are you going to do? What, how's that? How are you going to fix that? So there's all sorts of these risks and problems that can and pitfalls that occur. But, again, unfortunately, sometimes you just can't, you can't know what you don't know. And, again, that's why um, being part of business groups and organisations and having mentors that can sort of maybe give you a heads up or, like, when it does go wrong, just be like, hey, it goes wrong sometimes. Let's make sure that we've got a risk plan in place uh, or crisis plan in place that um, we know how to respond in these situations. Again, it's, it's a very, going into business is very, I mean, it's exciting and I guess that's why entrepreneurs have always got that kind of, you know, that energy about them because it, it can be quite, you know, up and down all over the place. I think a good entrepreneur, though, does manage risk. You know, I think there's a bit of a thing out there that entrepreneurs are big risk takers and it's like they're good risk takers but they know when they can take a risk and they know when they don't, you know. So it's not all just throwing caution to the wind. Um, yeah, there's a lot of those kind of 
ideas and fallacies I think out there about what an entrepreneur is. But Richard Branson, I think, is a fantastic entrepreneur and I think he takes great risks. But, man, they're calculated good risks, aren't they? Really good. Yeah. So yeah. Read, read, read about these. Sorry? It's, I just said, yeah, it's amazing, amazing to, to, to think all of that through and, and um, yeah, get, get your insights on so many of those important aspects of, of the business planning process. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Great to talk to you again today, Kim, and um, we'll look forward to speaking again uh, next time for the next episode Thank of Career you. After COVID. I feel really motivated now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on fire. Go and do a canvas. I'm going to go and do a canvas right now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, right. thanks. Hey, have Thank a good day. See you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Career After COVID podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and check out more tips and ideas at careeraftercovid.com.